friendly competition of podcasts to discover a best of all time. I'm Nick Keller alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. We discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16 style tournament. We argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody, but we also use the knowledge this season of our guest expert, Megan Yellowboy. Megan Yellowboy, what are we talking about this season? We are talking about Disney Channel original movies. Hell yeah, we are. And we are in group B, where we have the four seed Xenon, girl of the 21st century, the 13 seed, the luck of the, going up against the 13 seed, the luck of the Irish. And then we have the five seed alley cat strike going up against 12 seed. Gotta kick it up. Do you have a preference on which one you want to start with? Let's, let's start with Xenon. That's my, that's my number one. Last, last episode, you said Brink is the number one. People think decom, they think Brink, Xenon is mine. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about Xenon. All right. Xenon, girl of the 21st century. You have Kristen Bell. She's this girl who lives up in this space station. Fashion is on point. Everything is super cool. Everyone looks like they're wearing like colored cellophane outfits. It's amazing. Hell yeah. Uh, she gets into some mischief. There's this like rock star named Protozoa that is coming to put on a concert. <laughs> and he's got this banger of a song. I literally just, my friend sang it for me. Thursday night when we were streaming. I was on, there. On okay. You were there? Cody was there. It was great. It was amazing. And then she gets into trouble and her parents ground her. And by ground her, they send her to Earth to live with her aunt. So she's lived in the space station her whole life and she's having a blast up there with Raven Simone's her best friend. She gets sent to Earth and she finds out that the guy who came up to the space station to like handle some shit is actually a bad guy and is making things go wrong. And so she from earth has to stop him, but then also learn how to live on earth, which for some reason is vastly different than living in the space station. Well, of course it is. You're first of all, not in space. Gravity's a big difference. And also he got grounded. That's a pun, Disney. Yeah. You can't you get that pretty, one by me. It's pretty great. As far as like when her parents are like, there's that moment when her parents are like, you're grounded. And she's like, all right, I'll stay in my room. They're like, no, to earth. And you're they, like, They oh! point in a window. They say, no, you're grounded. And point out a window where they have just a little porthole in their, in their <laughs> apartment. And you can just see earth spinning in the background. We recently watched, we had a, we had a Disney Channel original movie night and I picked Genius and then uh, Kellyanne picked Xenon. And there's a scene in there where they're all living up in this space station and they look down on earth and they're like, it's these kids. And like almost apropos to nothing, this kid just looks wistfully out the window and goes, I don't know how they do it down there. All they care about is money. And you're like, oh shit, man. So it doesn't get better for us. Like this movie, this movie is maybe also in like, it's like one of those movies where you're like, it might be 2020. Like, I don't know what year they pick, but they like put a year where you're like, nah, no, 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 sorry no, to no, disappoint no. you. We're I not going to even get close. Fucking I've never seen this movie. So I'm the outside looking in. And I can't fucking fathom for the life of me a situation where people living on a space station aren't the ones that care about money. <laughs> I can't. There's nothing you can say that'll make me think anything otherwise. Look at those dirt farmers down there. All they care about yeah. is money. I think it's an alternate reality where somehow Bernie Sanders became Elon Musk. <laughs> and like, so then when he's like, fuck it, I'm taking this shit up to the moon or up to space. He makes his own space station. Is like, yo, we're going to be super chill up here. Okay. 
everyone's going to be taken care of. We work for each other. We work, you know, because they have like gardens and they have like all this, like it's a self-sustaining thing, but they definitely don't. Not that they needed to dive into like why this exists. They're not like, hey, this is in case something bad happens on earth. They're just like, I don't know. Science gets crazy at some point. The year that this takes place is 2049. Okay, I was, I was gonna say because there's a whole there's a whole thing like you were talking uh, in the last episode about slang, right? Of like, what did people think at this time? Teenagers said, "Well, this is set 2049." I will always remember the slang, the the Earth slang at the time was like the the boy that she meets and like they kind of are into each other is like, "Oh, you're pretty macro," and she's like, "Thanks, you're pretty macro too," and he's like, "No, no, no." Oh, Macro is a good thing. Micro is a bad thing. And it's just like, oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> it sounds like the worst, like, okay, we need to come up with a new good and bad. Kids, you, <laughs> there's always, kids are always going to say something's good or bad, but they're going to make it weird. And so they came, they're like, well, what are two things that are opposite of each other? <laughs> Micro and macro. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they just missed their shot. I bet they, if you fast forward and they're like, we should have went with tits. Everyone's saying tits <laughs> is good now. That's what they say. <laughs> I do like to imagine that maybe some of these movies start off with like a writer who just is going like hard in the paint on just like kind of graphic and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, if you can just G-rate that down, we'll make it a DCOM. And he's like, it's supposed to be an epic about how space, this perfect civilization on space and the perils of earth and the problems existing on this, like this capitalistic society. Like, yeah, but here's the deal. We've got Raven Simone locked in for a couple <laughs> movies and, and we have this song called Zoom, Zoom, Zoom that this guy wrote and we're going to need to get that out to the people. Yeah. So uh, I believe the song is called Supernova Girl, but yes, I'm so sorry. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom is, is, is a key factor in there. It we is. We need you to take out this graphic sex scene, but please do put in a part where everyone gets powers at 13 because apparently that's all the luck <laughs> of the Irish is about. No, here's yeah. the thing. She is 13 in this too, but like she 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 gets a, it's like a, like a chip. It's like a little silver disc that she finds the bad guy drops and she takes because she's all about like collecting trash and to make it into art like that's that's the thing because like okay the the protozoa the rock star is coming to the space station and there's this contest where it's like oh submit some creative shit and if you get picked you get to be on stage with him so she uses all this trash from the trash collector to like build a little figure of him and she wins but while she's in the trash shoot she sees one of the guys the bat the bad businessy guys that came up to the space station mess with some shit and then things start going wrong in the space station like power crashes and like everything shift in it's real bad but she picks up this chip that this guy dropped she turns it into an earring it's pretty cool oh we always wanted one of those uh but then she goes to earth and she still has it one of the friends she makes on earth is like you know he's the computer kid he's the hacker <laughs> and he like puts it into his laptop and there's it's it's a virus and it's literally like a worm animation <laughs> that like hatches yes. from an egg <laughs> And eats its way into the computer screen and like explodes this boy's laptop, which that shit was not cheap even yeah. then. Well, I guess in 2049, maybe laptops are dirt cheap. I don't it's, know. That's the one thing that they do. They do a good job with the space station looking futuristic. But when she gets down to Earth, it's just Earth in 1999. <laughs> yeah. Like it is not any, like the laptop looks like a, like a normal, they didn't even try to like jazz up a Mac, which even at that time, Macs had the color book. So they would have at least looked cooler. They just, he just has like some clunky, like Dell that's still like a two inches thick. So tech doesn't really, so we don't really do much on Earth. We do, we, we don't did the share space with thing the, and we call it. They don't it. share with the space people. Yeah. You okay. capitalist pigs on Earth. You don't here's, get our good internet. Here's the thing in the space station though, is I'm pretty sure she comes to Earth and she's just like, fucking fascinated by corn dogs or something like oh, yeah there's some food where she's just like i need all of these forever yes and it's just like fair it's I basically that like a reverse wally <laughs> yeah. like 
everything up there is like really like great and green and like they're probably all like vegan and all this stuff to make it work and then she gets down here she's like you nasty pig boys what do you eat down here what is all of this okay so here's the thing about the luck of the irish so obviously we're talking about a lot about xenon it feels like we know where we're gonna go but here's one thing i want to say is that in having up and just like i had the wikipedia of just like the list of disney channel original movies because like just looking at this list is a wild thing to like remember just how prolific these were, and then just how they just dive off the cliff. But Xenon has about three paragraphs, which I would say is maybe standard for how long the synopsis is. So obviously we're not going to read it. Megan, you did a great job of recapping it. I am going to read to you all the plot, the plot synopsis though, of The Luck of the Irish, if you don't mind, just so that way we can all get our heads in the right space about what this movie is. A 15-year-old basketball player, Kyle Johnson, is depending on a gold charm for luck as he learns that he is a leprechaun on the side of his mother. He needs to get it back to break a spell controlled by an evil leprechaun named Seamus McTiernan, who stole the coin. <laughs> Seamus McTiernan. What? Uh, by the okay. way, that's it. That there. Once again, three paragraphs. Alley Cat Strikes has five. Gotta kick it up. Oh, no. Gotta kick it up has one paragraph so, or one sentence. I can't one, believe that they have done Luck of the Irish so dirty. How it, could you, Wikipedia? This is okay. my, I would say that, th like, if I was gonna rank decoms by like my favorite that I have the most fond memories of, this is the hardest matchup for me because Xenon and Luck of the Irish are up there in top three. Wow. What is it about Luck of the Irish that, like, because I remember this one being, you know, okay, as, you know, once again, 13 year old finds out that they're somehow powerful and special but also like once again we talked about i mean there i don't think this is going to happen again yes it does actually holy shit turning 13 and finding out that you are some kind of like cryptid or have a secret power and like leprechaun has got to be on the lower end right mermaid pretty tier a number one yeah oh i'm a fucking mermaid hell yeah but then someone's like oh you are gonna turn into a leprechaun if you don't knock this shit off or All whatever right. the hell happens All right here's the thing luck the irish was so so choice and here's why you have first of all he was 15 he was like super oh, cool yes you're right <laughs> he sorry was like, sorry cool basketball player in a school and then there is this like heritage day coming up right and he he needs to put on like some sort of performance that has to do with like his heritage and then he goes to his parents and is like where are we from like where's our family from because he has no connection to like his heritage yeah, or just anything like san bernardino what do you care yeah what does it matter? I, I, no literally yes they were just like oh well, like your mom's family's from wisconsin or some bullshit yeah like that's it and he's like all right and then he goes to i think he i don't remember if it's like he gets a flyer for some reason he ends up at like an irish fest right and he's just like mm -hmm. oh this is pretty cool and this guy bumps into him and he loses like his family's like lucky coin then it turns out that this man that like he bumped into at the irish fest is actually his grandfather and that coin was stolen by yeah it's like this this evil leprechaun and it's it's uh timothy amason which yes. i recently started watching psych a few months back yes. for the first time and i started it and my friend recommended it and so i'm like into episode one and i'm like what do i know this asshole detective from <laughs> It and was, he messaged me back was, and he goes, luck of the Irish. And I was like, yes, holy shit. I haven't seen that for so long, but that is exactly who that is. And he's such a good character in Psych. And I forgot how good he was in luck of the Irish. Yep. And so the whole movie is this boy, Kyle, who's played by Ryan Merriman, who comes up again in this list because like yep. uh, Eric Von Denton, he he was the Disney, he was one of the Disney channel boys. You got to go to the well of Disney kids, man. You yeah. got him there on lifetime contracts. Use it yeah. up. <laughs> But well, like, you have them in those cages. At some point, you got to let some of them out, you know? <laughs> like, you got to, like, uh, let the cage out, let them run around a little bit. 
You gotta let Eric Von Denton get his yard time on those rollerblades, otherwise he's gonna lose his chops. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get real he's gonna get real anxious in there and start yelling. You gotta talk. You're better off tuckering him out than you are anything else. He's not gonna win in bring two if he doesn't <laughs> practice. So then he so he he's trying to get this coin back from the leprechaun, but like slowly his his ears start getting more pointed. He starts like shrinking, and then his mom straight up just ends up being like three inches tall. And like, she's like, yes, that's the most wild. <laughs> you, you know, they did that on purpose where he's a basketball player and he's going to be three foot tall. Like that's yeah, not fair. That's, look at the poster, Cody. What sport would it, what sport would it be the worst if you got shorter? <laughs> they pretty yeah. quickly went to basketball. Like, oh yeah. But like his mom basically cut off ties with her family and was like, no, I'm not going to think about my family or my heritage or anything. Cause and she wanted so to then- marry a man. Right. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Like she wanted to marry a person and not keep it in the leprechaun <laughs> right get out of the leprechaun game dog yeah. yeah but then she ends up like embracing her red curly hair and like ba- like makes a full irish breakfast and like has an accent turns into this entire like different being and he's realizing that like this coin is like what kept his family like in the state that they were in so he gets to connect with his grandfather and learn about his heritage and pull one over on a leprechaun and one thing i really remember about loving this movie So I'm Native American and on my dad's side, my mom's side's Irish, but my mom left home when she was pretty young and we don't really associate with her side of the family at all. So this movie like had that kind of connection for me of like getting to explore your heritage and like learn about your past and your family, which I just thought was super cool. Plus when they're doing the, so the whole thing was like this it wasn't a talent show, but it was like a... It was like culture day. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I, I remember that, like, we had that in, I think, middle school, where, like, if you didn't know your culture, you just, got, like, picked a country. Like, I, I grabbed yeah. Uruguay, as I remember my... Like, I'm not Uruguayan or, or anything, <laughs> but I just remember being like, that sounds, like, fun to say. And so I just learned about their culture and just did a little little tri-board, little trifold and was like, here's Uruguay, if you guys yeah. care. It was like, get up on stage. And, yes, and yeah, they something. had to actually, like, do talent and, like... But one of the, one of the, uh, in the montage of different people up there, there was somebody doing a uh, fan shawl dance which uh, like Native American which I was like recognize that and it was one of the first things that I had seen like on TV of like an accurate representation of Native American culture that wasn't being used in like a stereotypical way and I remember just being like that is so cool and then I gotta watch this like on top of that this whole movie of like connecting with your culture and heritage that you have not gotten to be a part of because of like the choices of your your parents Damn, this movie fucking played your heartstrings like a fiddle, girl. (laughs) Yep. Damn, I was like, I was like, this movie's okay, but then I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, you really had a connection to this movie. That's amazing. I, good for uh, Disney out here. Disney. I was gonna make a joke about the NBA, but this seems not important. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like this, this, like Wikipedia did this movie dirty, and the fact that it's up against Xenon, like I am. I am so torn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, which one are you gonna get rid of in the first round? Uh, yeah, kill you. your darlings. Like I've never seen any of these. This is all you, girl. You're this is one's you. <laughs> I can't. Well, see, here's the thing. I was gonna lean Xenon A because I think it's the more, like you said, it's the more kind of known one. Like if, if you if you tell people to list four Disney Channel original movies, I think Xenon comes in that list more times than not. Right. But but after everything you said about Look at the Irish, I'm like. I kind of want to watch Luck of the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> like I did, I have seen Xenon recently. So for me, it's more about like, 
I haven't even seen Luck of the Iron. I was like, it's been a minute for that one. I could get I could get down on watching that one again. I'll still lean Xenon for the culture, but and then if you want to, or Cody, you can go Luck of the Irish and then make her flip. Yeah, I'll go Luck of the Irish. Fuck. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the thing because it's like I feel like Xenon has a better chance going forward. Like it is the one that more people think of. I think it's more iconic. Obviously, three paragraphs worth on Wikipedia. But yeah, just personally, Luck of the Irish, like, holds some good memories. I will say I don't remember a big chunk of, like, I remember more of Xenon plot-wise than I do remember, like, in between Luck of the Irish. I remember specific scenes. I don't know, you had Luck- most of Luck of the Irish down at that <laughs> you, point. Yeah, you, no, I remember specific scenes, but storyline-wise, like, I don't remember... I, Man, like you, some you, she remembers where she was when she first saw <laughs> it. Remember the like what she had for dinner right before it came on. Remember what friend she sat with. <laughs> I like, can't I don't... remember the ending is the big part. Like I I know he like he like gets, the, gets coin the coin back. back. Yeah, it's by it's by a basketball game, but I can't he dunks, remember probably. He... No, it's what it is. It's like he tricks him somehow. Like he does the like word speak tricking the leprechaun because he said, "Oh, that's what it is." Shit, it's something about like. My family, you can have my family's whatever. And it's just like, my family's from Wisconsin or or something like that. Oh, it'll like send you. Yeah, it's like people. something where it's like you, the land you of have my to people. go back to the. Yeah, you have to go back to the land of my people. Yes. And he's like, that's my people are from Wisconsin. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> Shit. Goddamn. Oh. Twist endings. This is this was oh, M. Night shyamalan us before we even knew what M. Night Shyamalan was. We were M. Like, Night Shyamalan watched what? this movie and he was like, fuck, I got this idea. I yeah. got to make six sense. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking twist. He is got crazy the sense idea movie. from Are You Afraid of the Dark? He said that. <laughs> Wild. All right. So, what are you gonna? Which one are you gonna go with? I I, I want to cry. This is so hard. I I feel almost like I've got to go to the coin. Hey, I that's don't... hey, that's what it's here for. That's yeah, what it's here for. It, when I tell people like, oh, rank your rank your decoms. I rank Xenon first, and I rank rank Luck of the Irish third. Damn, I did not know that this was such a big one. This is a crazy. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you got to have this moment, kind of like we all that happens for us so much, where you're like, oh, in the first round, in the <laughs> first round, this has yeah. to happen. I couldn't wait a little bit longer to to at least give something the satisfaction of winning. Yeah, all right, well, we got a way to settle this, and that's the only way we know how. The American. Uh, I gotta go Xenon. I gotta go. I gotta go Xenon. Oh, Xenon. She's, okay. she's choosing. I gotta do it. I gotta do Xenon. it. All right. she, she knew it was about to go to the coin and she knew she knew the disappointment of feeling like oh, yep. what if it there it is all right xenon moving through oh, and now we fuck. have the five the oh, five seed alley cat now. strike going up against the 12 seed gotta kick it up and i will once again i won't read the entire plot of alley cat strike for those who don't remember uh it's about, dad, bowling. It's about bowling dad's bowling alley not going great the kids have to save it essentially right am i remembering that right megan yeah so alley cat strike the, both of the ones in this matchup oh man I'm, I'm trying to get into the headspace of arguing again i'm so heartbroken but um okay so yeah alley cat strike is one and gotta kick it up they're ones that i don't remember very well but i remember alley cat strike being bowling but they like dressed up in like 50s clothes and did like sweet stunts oh yeah they did like, this this they, like, has did, like, a big like voodoo like voodoo daddy uh what's the uh zoot suit riot energy like just yep. for some reason in the 90s there was that weird like 50s look that just like popped back in and disney channel was like what if these kids were doing that though and it wasn't grown adults that were talking in 50s slang and stuff yes and i was there for it i was there. like i'm pretty sure one of those years i did i did like the poodle skirt for halloween and everything i was super into it but i wanted to do a power slide in a bowling alley so fucking bad guys don't like, do that you get in trouble i learned that the hard <laughs> way also 
How many times did I attempt the alley cat strike seven ten split save where you spin the ball and push it down the alley? How, Too many. A lot. How <laughs> many bowling alley attendants were just pissed because all it does, you know, the you're spinning it around your finger and then just releasing it into the wild so gingerly, so tenderly, and it just gets like five feet down the aisle before it just stops right in the gutter. And they're like, <laughs> how many attendants had to be called in to go and grab that ball and be like, it's just messing up the oil too. You know, they're up there smoking a cigarette. Just like, fuck these kids. This is my life. Why there Disney, really what? should have been, there really should have been signs over bowling alleys across America. It said no alley cat striking. You're just going <laughs> to, you need to toss it down. That's not how you, that's not how you would get a seven ten split anyway. So yes, very quickly. What it was, was once again, Yo, I don't know what was going down with the writers from Disney if every one of them happened to be from Wisconsin, but this takes place <laughs> in Wisconsin. The junior high school basketball game between East Appleton and West Appleton, which is true. My partner is from Appleton. So East and West is a very real competition. So the basketball game ends in a tie, which doesn't have to happen, by the way. There's no reason. The ball didn't pop. Like, it's <laughs> the game... <laughs> Like, it's well, not like we, we were, like, were going to finish the game, but this guy took our ball and just threw it on the roof. So, yeah. <laughs> so here we are. No, it's a high school basketball game, which I'm pretty sure have regulations about ending in ties unless it's like fifth overtime. And like the kids are like, it is 11 o'clock. There is a curfew. Like we have to get these kids to bed. But then, so the way that they decide that they're going to decide who gets the mighty apple trophy is they're like, well, we got to pick another sport. And they chose bowling. So that's why the the stud of the basketball team, he's like, well, these fucking nerds aren't going to do it. They're going to need some real, they're going to need some real talent here. So he goes to help them. And then of course, fun, crazy fifties antics ensues. Kaylee Cuoco is in this, which is kind of crazy. You said that the the bowling alley was struggling and the kids needed to save it. Is that part of the story too? That's definitely part of it. I don't yeah. know why Disney, Disney's putting a lot of pressure on these 13 year old kids in every movie. <laughs> it's like, hey, 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 dad's business is failing. Only you can save it. Yes, are your dad's not good kid. at running a business? <laughs> That's a bad way to run a business. This is on your shoulders to come up with a clever, a clever scheme. You need to save your parents' marriage. You need to save your father's business. You need to save the town rec center. This is a 13-year-old kid. I just want to play with Tonka trucks, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just, and also too, it is that like, because I've seen, I love those like bar rescue or like restaurant impossible shows. And the hilarious thing is like, so many of the times they'll come in, they'll do the fix and they'll save it. And then you go back and look and like Yelp them or read it. Like those places still close. So there's a, the problem is that we don't get the after where it's like, yeah. And for like a couple months, people were going back to the bowling alley, but then they realized like, oh yeah, there's a reason why we weren't coming here to begin with. And so this just does shut down eventually. <laughs> Okay, so got to kick it up. So once again, we have about a good solid five paragraphs plot for Alley Catch Strike, which we've kind of gone over. Here's what we have for got to kick it up. A young executive turned teacher helps a group of young Latina girls find themselves and overcome societal obstacles through their dance troupe. <laughs> that, that's it. How do I reach that's, these kids? That's all we know about this is that, that nope. That, and it is, apparently it is based on a true story. I just remember this for having the Sisa Puede. Yep. And I remember a lot of white, because we, I mean, Cody and I are, you know, from Box Elders, South Dakota. And I just remember a lot of kids saying Sisa Puede and like being like, I don't think we know what this means. I know they told us in the movie, but I don't think we actually know <laughs> we don't. what this means. We should maybe, maybe, I was even at that point, I was like, I don't think we should be doing this, y'all. I don't know. Like, I feel like the girls basketball team, like in middle school was saying like Sisa Puede. And you're like, there's not a single one of you. Nope. Why are we doing this? But this also gave us America Ferreira, uh -huh. which is great. Like, that's what I remember. So that's what the Her one jumping thing that off point out 
for me is like this is where you get to first meet her and then she goes on to like ugly betty and superstore and becomes the icon that she was she was destined to be also the teacher was susan egan who is the voice of megara from hercules oh. um she is rose quartz from steven universe she has the loveliest voice she does we I, all i definitely had a crush on megara's voice yep. and megara i mean look at yeah, her same i feel like also a thing about this movie was kind of that same idea of like, oh, well, we're underprivileged, but we're going to still participate in these competitions where there are like other rich white schools that have a lot more resources than we do, but we're going to like work really hard. And that was very reminiscent of my growing up and like high school and stuff of being in oral interpretation and drama where I'm from a very, very small tribal school on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. And when I first started doing oral interp when I was a freshman, it was like me and a couple of other people. And I got a bunch of my friends to join and we worked really, really hard and we'd go to these competitions and we would see how like polished all these other schools were and how like they had like these really, really fancy, nice clothes. They all had like matching suits and we would literally like go to Walmart the night before competitions and our coach would like buy us a nice vest or like uh-huh. here's a tie. And it was just like, we're going to, we're going to get what we have to, to like present ourselves properly for like the rules of this competition. But then we're going to like work really, really hard. And throughout like the years since from the school that I'm from, like kids have won comp Like I remember when we first started winning, like competitions and meets and stuff and it was just like yeah we don't have the resources all of these other schools have but we are gonna do our best and we can be just as good and we can win and that was a big part of like the cc puede was like yes we can mm-hmm. and so like yeah there's things you can go into like yes this is based on a true story and there's issues with like white teachers coming into right school like there's that like white savior, white savior kind savior of thing, yeah. yeah but like th- that also was we had white people coming into our tribal schools like teach for america teachers to like mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna teach at these other privileged schools and like get get something out of it some of those teachers were like really beneficial and some of them were like you could tell the ones that were just there for the program yeah to um, put on their cv and be like yeah, happy yeah. About it. the idea of being like well here's somebody who like has knowledge that can help us get into these channels that maybe we wouldn't normally be able to break into. It sucks, but like, that's just kind of how it is sometimes. And it was like, okay, well, now that we have the opportunity to be in these competitions, we can fucking show people what we can do. That was this movie. Damn. Man, we were living different lives, obviously, watching these movies. Obviously, it's like two just straight white males. Like, of course, we were watching Yeah, man, different experience. So differently. But no, that's, I mean, that's, once again, I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, Alley Cat Strike was just like a funny, interesting movie. And like, gotta kick, I remember, like, I remember specifically liking Gotta Kick It Up. Like, the energy was just really good of it. But yeah, no, you, so... So it sounds like you need to write your own Disney Channel original movie. And like, it feels like then you can pass on this to like another generation. Like give another kid a chance to be watched. Wait, it's not weird to like Dungeons and Dragons and play with my friends in? <laughs> I have no idea what Disney Channel's putting out there these days. I don't no, know what their I vibe is no at clue. all. It's so- not good. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, right, it's a bunch of remakes. Even just in 2000, what was this? 2019, they redid Kim Possible as like live action, which- I did see about that which i don't think anyone wanted please tell me they had a real life naked mole rat i i hope so I, if they didn't if they cgi'd it and they didn't train a naked mole cowards. rat to Fucking eat burritos cowards. cowards teen beach is a big deal didn't i don't know what it. that means i'm not gonna learn more about it <laughs> teen beach sounds like a, a, a nightmare now in my reality if i was at a beach and was like oh it's the teen beach no 
I'm not allowed here. Yeah. I'm 29. Oh. I shouldn't be anywhere near this. Oh beach. God. <laughs> officer, get, officer, officer, I didn't know it was the teen beach. I'm if sorry. If I showed up at teen beach, I would get arrested almost instantly. <laughs> You're sir. You are 32 years old. We're going to need you to get off teen beach. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I I I'm gonna lock in Alley Cat Strike because it's the only one I know anything about. Hold up, That's hold up, hold I up. Said. I got a question. I got a question. Yes. You pull up, you pull up to a beach. You don't know that it's Teen Beach, but there's a guard at the door. <laughs> the door of the beach. Yes. Like... <laughs> you know how you know the you know, you know everyone remembers that as you go to the beach, there's the door and there's a bouncer yeah. right there to let right. you in. Yes. So the bouncer, the bouncer to Teen. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> The bouncer to Teen Beach tells you, okay, to get access to this beach, you have to do a dance move. What is the dance move you do that you think that teens are doing right now? Because I feel like there are a couple of options that if you did, that would just instantly date you, even though you think they're relevant. <laughs> I was going to say, and it's probably the one I bet. Like, I don't know floss. And they'd be like, you can't get on here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like that. You've almost created a scenario where like, I have to get on team beach. Like my, like, no, my wife is trapped on team beach. I need to get in. And the bouncer at the door is like, sorry, man, you can't get in unless you show me a dance move. And I'm like, well, she's dead. Fuck. Uh, they're going to kill her out there. Uh, yeah. Cause my first, I'd be like, what are the, what are the teens do? I'd be like, I don't, is the, is the one where you put your hands up and kind of sway a thing still? And they're like, nah, man, that's TikTok via like two months ago. You all, you washed as hell. Get the fuck out, old <laughs> man. Watched, get out of here. I feel like that one's the, like the most recent one that I could guess. I, <laughs> I have no idea. You know what? I would probably just go into the ocean and swim around. <laughs> yeah, right. I have to. Yeah, like I'll be like, I'm just gonna swim in from. from Dude, and you, as you're swimming, you can swim like a quarter mile out, and you're coming around. There's a there's another door. He's standing. <laughs> there's a there's a water door. <laughs> Can't get hey. the same bouncer. Like you thought. Yeah, I would have to hope that like I'd be like, okay, what? See, the problem is, is that because I would be like, okay, wait, let me let me think that something in the '90s because the '90s is cool now. But then I'd be like, wait, we weren't dancing in the '90s. We were. It was grunge music. We weren't. No one was happy in the night. Well, we were very happy, but we weren't dancing because of it. I'd have to break out my rollerblades, I think. That's how, that'd be the way I'd show up. No, it's roller skates now, dude. I saw like a teen kids roller skating down, downtown. I was like, God, they're back on the roller skate. I roller skate, but I uh, definitely don't do it to like the extent that TikTok kids do. Yeah. With the, fa- yeah. With the fanciness. There's, they would know. They would know so fast that we, we don't we don't belong on TV. There's not letting I was us on, on TikTok for like a minute and I was like, I I don't I can't. I'm on there a lot, but I don't know. I would just come up with a surfboard and be like, I'm Johnny Tsunami, let me in. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> they make that's too fucking cool. You gotta get in here. <laughs> uh, right, I'm looking in Alley Cat Strike. I gotta do it. I I also have to lock in Alley Cat Strike. Does that work? I've never seen Gotta Kick It Up. I don't, I don't, I never even heard of it until this moment. You're, you're, you had a very touching, warm story <laughs> that I now feel guilty and I'm like shitting I on. I would like, have gone with Gotta Kick It Up only because I don't really remember Alley Cat Strike that much, but I remember thinking it was really cool. It made me want to play bowling for the first time, but then I actually didn't follow through with that. Which, apologies, Nick. I know how into bowling you are, but I was just like, I don't <laughs> think I really want to go bowling. I just want to wear 50s clothes and do power slides. I, so. I, you just reminded me of my love of bowling and now I'm 100% all in on Alley <laughs> I thought that maybe, I thought that like we'd get to the next, you know, we'll get to the next round and be like, well, I mean, Xenon versus Alley Cat Strikes. I mean, we really are talking about like yeah. a juggernaut versus an underdog. But then you did remind me of my penchant for like, fucked up. God my damn severe it. love of bowling <laughs> that I will drag 
drag this through the fucking mud and I will take this to the top. I don't if think I need to. I don't think Alley Cat Strike has any more juice enough, to, not even nearly enough to beat Xenon. Here's the deal. It, it doesn't, but can Xenon. I tell you one thing about Alley Cat Strike and see if that changes your mind? Sure. A part of this is that apparently, uh, uh, not only did they, not only is winning the Mighty Apple that important, but then the two mayors from the towns decide that whoever wins gets to rename a school or something. So the mayor of East, East is bad, West is good. E the East mayor hires a man named Whipsaw McGraw, a bowling champion to train the East Appleton team. And I can only imagine that this is a dodgeball-esque situation <laughs> where he's throwing bowling balls at teens. <laughs> And he's like, you, you gotta get better. Because <laughs> what Whipsaw McGraw, that's it's such Scruff a... McGruff's uncle, it sounds like. It, it sounds, sounds like, like Scruff it. McGruff. <laughs> I found the only bowling dog. He's from Kentucky. and he's It's an Airbud Air crossover now? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, no, we gotta look in Xenon. I have to watch it. My wife's talked about it. Megan said it's her number one. I've never seen it. I feel obligated to watch it. So now if Alley Cat Strike wins, I have to watch two for this round? Not happening. I'm locking in Xenon. We got to do it. Got to do it. If, it. if it beat out Luck of the Irish, it's got to go on. I, I mean, me. it sounds like you're both going to go Xenon. So I'll just, for the sake of abstinence and also to give a little shout out to that movie, I will, I'll say Alley Cat Strike knowing that it's a losing effort. All right. All right. Well then Xenon moving into the final four. That is it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Friendly Competition Podcast. If you want to help out your boys, a few things that you can do, wherever you see us on social media, like, share the posts, uh, and then wherever you're listening to us, rate, review, subscribe, follow, all those things, incredibly helpful. And where can they find, follow, help you out, Megan? Like I said, I'm on the Crit Show, powered by the Apocalypse uh, style actual play podcast, where we mostly play Monster of the Week, but we try out a bunch of different systems. Really cool story to be able to help you learn how to play these games if it's something you're interested in. Come check us out. You can, wherever you get podcasts or thecritshowpodcast.com. $1 a month gets you access to our aggressively welcoming Discord community and our Patreon, uh, where we just do a bunch of cool community stuff. And a lot of it is community led, which is really cool. Like we don't put it on officially. It's just the people that have gone there and become friends are just like, let's have a happy hour or let's set up a gift exchange. And then we have some of our other tiers give you access to like really cool bonus shows that we do. Like we have a pirate themed one that we're doing right now. That's amazing. And just a lot of cool content. So uh, come, come check us out. She's not lying about aggressively nice. I got on there and within 15 minutes, 40 to 50 people had already like personally welcomed me and they are asking about my life, asking what I enjoyed, giving me personal descriptions. Like, Hey, if you enjoy this, go to this different group. We have different, like they were so nice that I had to mute my phone for like three hours because I couldn't <laughs> handle it. No, here's the thing. We're so nice that people take turns posting a welcome message that tells you, Hey, you might want to mute your notifications for a while. Cause we're aggressively welcoming. Yeah. That, and I took their advice. I didn't take it right away, but about 10 minutes in, I'm like, I'm going to have to mute this. this is not <laughs> yep. So awesome. yeah, they're very nice people. Also, if you have an idea for a 16 team tournament, just like this one that Megan submitted, you can send those to us at friendly competition podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, friendly competition podcast.com. So go to contact, submit through there. Also follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up at friendly comp pod. We post fun videos of like every season gets a, every episode gets a video. There's a bunch of cool stuff on there. And if you want to interact with Nick directly, you can send him a Twitter or a Facebook message because he has to read every single one. That's that is very true. And then shout outs as always to Charizard for 
our intro and outro music. You want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and replace the vowels with sixes. That is it for us, folks. Group C going to drop on Monday. But until then, I've been Nick Keller. I'm uh, Megan Yellowboy. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. Bye.